0: We welcome you to our live broadcast today. Shall we pray? First, let's apologize again today. We hope from next Sunday, we'll be able to reach you at 1600 GMT. We have been having some technical issues uh, as we try to broadcast to both YouTube and Facebook at the same time. So we ask for indulgence, and um, we we believe God that from next Sunday would have sorted out everything. Shall we pray? In Jesus name we pray. Father, we thank you for this day, this December 18, 2022, the year you have created, Lord. We give you all the praise, all the and adoration for everything, as we welcome all who have joined and who have been patiently waiting. Father, bless all who have come and who will watch at some preacher date. May our words, Lord, reach to each and every one of us. In Jesus name we pray. Our instrument is taken today from Barakale Brasi. You can see it on the board. And we continue with our Faith Killer series. You can see, see everything on the board. Series outline, you can see on the board. Today we are speaking on number four. Sin undermines, poisons, and kills faith. Last Sunday we spoke that the greedy loves doctrines on wealth acquisition. Today we are going to speak on how sin undermines, poisons, and kills the faith of believers. Next Sunday we will continue as you can see from the board. So we go to today's topic. Sin undermines, poisons, and kills faith. Praise the Lord. The outline for today's message. Believers are partakers of divine nature. There is no such thing as once saved, always saved. Sin undermines, poisons, and kills faith. I will conclude with the song, "Blessed Redeemer." Praise the Lord. Believers are partakers of divine nature. Scripture, please. I read from Second Peter chapter one, verses two
1: to four Praise the Lord. As we
0: heard from the scriptures we just read, when we bring out Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. That's the one we want to highlight. It makes it clear that believers were once sinners before they escape from the lust and corruption that is in the world. More importantly, God has made those who believe partakers of his divine nature. Praise the Lord. I want you to keep that in mind. Believers are partakers of the divine nature. That's why you say you're a child of God. That's why I say I'm a child of God. Scripture please.
1: I read from Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 to 23. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. No, that's who, no, no, it's not a, no. Before then, there's a scripture before. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own.
0: Praise the Lord! Jesus Christ paid the price for the sins of all believers and imputed his righteousness to them. In effect, believers are holy and would have sinned before God. That's the meaning. And because believers are God's children, they are temples of God. So if you're a believer, the presence of God dwells and indwells you. At all times. So you see why you cannot meddle with sin. Because you have the divine nature of God. You are the temple of God. And his presence indwells you. Next
1: scripture please. Colossians chapter 1 verses 19 to 23. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news.
0: Praise the Lord for his word, very self-explanatory. Believers are living in God's presence. Believers are holy. Meaning they are separated unto God. And they are blameless. No single fault. No single fault. Because all the sins they have committed. Were wiped off on the cross. All the handwriting requirements. Against believers. Were taken away on the cross. And as many as we believe. Will also have the same grace. But. Believers must continue to believe this truth and remain in this truth for them not to lose their salvation. I want you to take note again. Believers must continue in this truth that they are God's children. They are blameless with no fault before God. They mustn't drift away from the assurance of his faith in God and his promises. Which is what they heard when they believed and confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Please note this, because we are going to go to the next one, which has been a fallacy and from the pits of hell. Next topic, please. There is no such thing as once saved, always saved. Meaning, you are brought up from the dungeons of darkness, and then you think you can continue to live as in darkness. No, it doesn't work like that. i question told from question. It's, it's the most wicked doctrine that people, you can have your life given to Christ and then take your life again to live as you want to live. There's no such thing as once saved, always saved. As I'm going to see from the scriptures, we're going to read. Scripture, please.
1: Romans chapter 2, verses 6 to 11. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. Verse 7. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking out of the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. But He will pour out His anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and instead live lives of wickedness. There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good for the Jew first, and also for the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism.
0: Praise the Lord. God is not a human being that should show favoritism. If you believe and obey, eternal life is yours. Verse 6 says, God will judge everyone according to what they have done. For unbelief, it is unbelief in his son. That's why they will go into eternal death. But for the believer, it's according to what you've done after you've known him. Verse 7 said, he will give eternal life. Because what he did when we are saved is he gave us a deposit. But that eternal life will be for only those believers who kept on doing good. Obey the commands of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As they seek for the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. As you're going to see from next Sunday, why? You have to shun the world. If you really are seeking the glory and honor and immortality that God offers, then you are going to see next Sunday why you have to shun the world. Now, verse 8 God will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves. These are to believers. You say you are believed. are than living for God, knowing that you have the presence of God in your life, you are living for yourself. Say so whether believer or unbeliever. For the unbeliever is already judged because he didn't believe. But for the believer, because he refused to obey the truth. And he said, Live a life of wickedness. Verse 9. There have been trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil. Whether believer or unbeliever. For the unbeliever, it is because they have refused the Son of God. But for the believer, it's because they said they believed and then they went back into the world. Verse 10 said, there be glory and honor and peace from God for all those who do good. For the Jew and Gentile. It's not to say, for all believers, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. So long as you have confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you are doing the things God has asked you to do, eternal life is yours because God is not showing favoritism. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 and 27.
1: Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies.
0: Praise the Lord for his word. If we deliberately continue sinning, remember we are talking about believers, not unbelievers. Unbelievers continue sinning because so long as they don't believe, they are already out. But for believers, if you continue deliberately sinning, that is the end of the story. That's why there's no such thing as once saved, always saved. If you have truly believed, then you have to live the life of Christ. The life that he has put in you, you have to allow Christ to live through you. Because in verse 27 it says, there is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. If you commit to sin against God and a believer, you become God's enemy. That's why I repeat, there is no such thing as once saved, always saved. If you attend the church where they give that impression, and you remain there, you are condemning your soul. If after believing, one backslides and does not repent, the condemnation is the same for those, for them as to those who have not believed. Let's go to this poison we're talking about, God's sin. In three, sin undermines, poisons, and kills faith. Scripture, please.
1: Galatians chapter five, verses 24 and 25. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit.
0: Praise the Lord. Believers who have truly crucified their flesh with his passions and desires live in the spirit. That means the attraction of the world is no longer. They no longer yield to fleshly desires, no matter what. Worldly attractions no longer attract. If anything, they find them repulsive. So if you say you're a believer, you're still loving the world. Re-examine your faith. It may have been poisoned already. Believers in Christ know the following. This world is not our home. Repeat that to yourself, you're a believer. This world is not home. Though they are in the world, they are not of the world. And the Lord Jesus Christ told us that. If they stop walking in the Spirit, that is those who truly have believed. They know that the indwelling Holy Spirit, God's presence in their life, which teaches and guides them, will depart. And when they depart, they become useless. So they know. Because they understand that sin undermines faith in God. That sin is a poison. That sin kills faith. True believers know this. And that's why they flee from sin. They flee from even appearance of sin. Satan and demons will use any means to get believers into sin. I don't mean we should worship believers, I mean those who genuinely love God and want to continue to be in his presence. Because that, they know that's the only way they can get you out. Believers understand that if they fall into sin for whatever reason, they must repent immediately and run back to Jesus Christ. Because failure to do so could become terrible they could even die and inherit eternal death scripture please galatians chapter 5 verses
1: 19 to 21 now the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery fornication uncleanness lewdness idolatry sorcery hatred contentions jealousies outbursts of wrath selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God.
0: Praise the Lord. Please note that Brother Paul was not addressing unbelievers. He was addressing believers in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21 we just read. That means these sins are in the the church. He's addressing the children of God. Lest we think we're talking of unbelievers. No, it means they started in the spirit and then they went back into the works of the flesh, which is what unbelievers do. But they're now part of that crowd. Those believers who become callous and sin drive away the Holy Spirit and open the door for Satan and his demons to do havoc. And if the Holy Spirit departs from a believer, he or she loses his faith or faith in God, and in the love of the things of God, they no longer can read the Bible, except those verses they get from their pastors and Jews, to claim one thing or the other, because they can't have joy again in studying the scriptures, in being in the presence of God, because the scripture of God is no longer there. Believers who fall into sin and fail to repent and run back to Christ invariably end up worse than unbelievers. Backsliders are worse than unbelievers. Backsliders who fail to repent continue to poison their faith with sin. They double into a manner of sin, the things we read are worse. And ultimately they die spiritually. So it can be one saved, always saved. Don't are done. Backsliders often use mutilated scriptures to justify their sinful lives. I'm sure you've seen pastors and Jews justify one thing or the other. There's no point going into the details. You know, you know that more than myself. Backsliders still pretend that they are still believers. Even though deep down they know that the Holy Spirit has departed from them, they are no longer in faith. There are the wolves in sheep clothing in your churches in many gatherings. Some, are, some of your pastors and Jews that are falling from the faith. That's why they can no longer present sound doctrines. They can only present doctrines of demons and doctrines of humans to steal from you. We already read the fruits, said by their fruits you shall know them. We're well, going to no, repeat them. You saw it, the works of the flesh are evident. All that. You saw that as we read it in Galatians. Backsliding believers can be known by their works and utterances, the way they live. They live like unbelievers. The things that get them are things that the world loves. They love to be adored. They love to acquire and be praised. They show us. And of course they preach unbiblical doctrines. Whoever preaches an unbiblical doctrine doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible is there for all to read and to believe. So if you say you're a pastor you're a Jew, and you are preaching unbiblical doctrines, you are backslidden from the faith. Repent. If not for your sake, for the sake of the millions who are looking up to you. Or thousands. Or hundreds. Backslidden believers, including pastors, express faith in things and love of the things in the world. Most of them have occultic leanings or occultic, they bring something from the occult, knowingly or knowingly, but sometimes I think they know what they're doing. I believe they're trying to quench the condemnation of their consciences. I encourage you to share these things, especially to the leadership of your churches. Send it to them anonymously if you're afraid. You may be delivering or helping somebody to be saved. We don't preach these things because we want. No, we're preaching so that everybody will make it on that last day. Because many people started out very well, but allowed one aspect of sin or the other to come into their lives. And they failed to fall on their knees and cry to God and say, Lord, forgive me. Never again. They start to justify, rationalize what has happened. And before they do it, they enter the next one, into the next one, into the next one. Then they start bringing Bible verses to justify their wickedness and evil. And they try to lead many astray. We're going to sing a song, blessed Redeemer, because at the end of the day, that's all we have as believers in Christ. Upon Calvary's mountain, one dreadful day, or Christ our savior weary and one facing for sinners death on the cross that he might save them from endless loss you and i blessed redeemer precious redeemer since now i see him on calvary street picture him there wounded and bleeding for sinners Bleeding, blind and not hidden. Why blind or hidden? Dying for you, dying for me. Father, forgive them. Ah, while on the cross, does not he pray? Even while his life blood flowed fast away, praying for you and for me. Whilst hurting on that cross no one but jesus my father my god ever loved so no one no long, nobody on this earth or in heaven and everywhere like my jesus blessed redeemer precious redeemer since now i see him on calvary street wounded and bleeding for sinners like you and i pleading even though we are blind and unheeding dying for us Join me to sing this now. Oh, how we love you, Jesus, Savior friend. How can our praises ever find an end? Through years unnumbered on heaven's shore, our tongues shall praise you forevermore. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our Father and our God, we thank you for today, for the opportunity, for helping us, Lord, to go through these technical issues, we give you all the praise and honor. We pray, Lord, that this message will reach and reverberate everywhere. Because sin is a poison, it has killed the faith of so many. Help many to internalize this truth. And to warn others that once saved doesn't mean you are safe forever, except you continue to do good. Bring this, Lord, into the remembrance of all who have had this broadcast or who will ever watch or listen to it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, preserve and protect as many as we listen to this message so that the enemy will not take that which are planted today in our lives to hear your truth, to flee from sin and every appearance of sin. Bless the homes of all your children. Preserve and those who are backslidden who had this message, Lord, forgive them bring them back into the fold in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for those who have not yet believed, that they may know that there's God. Let's not look around them and see the doings of those who say they're believers but they're not in action. But they watch and see the cross for which you died for them, beckoning them to come, to come, to come, to come, that you may heal, that you may deliver, that you may carry them into eternal life. Thank you, dear God, for this message. We give you all the praise and honor. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. So we see you people next Sunday by His grace. Be praying for us as we pray for you. And we encourage you to share these messages. If you're YouTube, subscribe to this message. Subscribe so that you get the notifications and use it also to help others. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, dear God.